How are you going to feel when, when Biden is inaugurated at noon today? I, it, this sounds so crazy, and I recognize how crazy this sounds, but I don't believe Joe Biden is going to be sworn in as president today. safe to say. You know, I'd recommend you get a full and total flush, too, you know? No, don't do that. Don't touch it. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, friends, and welcome in to this, the 163rd edition of Fusebox, rambunctiously entitled stupidity engine and uh, I am your steam powered with just a hint of lavender host Mark Rose and over there basking in the glow of post inauguration bliss (laughs) is the great poobah of parametrics Milk Keynes everybody thank you kindly I gotta say man I can't believe it. We made it through the inauguration and didn't lose a city or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, with uh, 25,000 plus National Guard on hand, uh, as well as uh, many other branches of security lending a hand there, it uh, it would have been a short contest for sure if they had tried anything at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I saw a few videos where the leaders of some of these militia groups were uh, actually saying to their members, you know, don't go to the inauguration. It's a trap. The left just want to take our guns and shit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, despite the motivation or rationale, the uh, instructions to stay away, that, that, that's words to the wise. It, uh, it would appear many feel as though uh, that they've uh, now been duped by all the uh, conspiracies and so forth. So, uh, yeah, it could have been a real mess for them. Yeah, I wouldn't want the cleanup detail on that situation. No. No, you wouldn't. Uh, uh, Friends, we speak, of course, of the uh, potential threats of uh, violence that were planned for the inauguration that were circulating all over social media after the uh, failed insurrection at the nation's capital on uh, January 6th, which left five folks dead and a number of injuries and assorted damage and vandalism. Hey, uh, did they say that somebody had lifted uh, Nancy Pelosi's laptop? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, There was reporting that some gal from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I think she's named uh, Riley Williams, lifted the uh, aforementioned laptop and uh, had plans to sell it to the Russians? (laughs) I don't know, but they seem to have located her. She uh, she turned herself in, as it uh, turns out, and um, and then I, I guess was just released pending trial. Holy carp! Yeah, 
And, and uh, that, friends, is the uh, pathway we'll be taking on this program today, the stupidity engine. Looking at the gears and pulleys of these alt-reality ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to get too close to those gears. Might get sucked in and end up painted red, white, and blue and wearing a Viking helmet. Yeah, too true. You know, one a- aspect of this uh, nefarious insurrection is the uh, growing evidence that there were folks on the inside who aided in this process. Uh, One report from Representative um, from uh, New Jersey, Mikey Sherrill, she stated that she saw several, quote, tours going on in the Capitol uh, one day before the insurrection, which, (laughs) as we might have all guessed, and of course she confirms, they're not really supposed to be going on during this COVID thing, or at least not in the size group she's referring to uh, have seen just one day before. Now, obviously, some might uh, bring in family members, especially if they're freshmen, right? But uh, Representative Cheryl suspects that the groups she saw were not family members at all, but organizers of the next day's event. Representative Cheryl is uh, not one to uh, jump (laughs) to conclusions either. She's a former military helicopter pilot, and uh, even more to the point here, and not often reported, uh, she was a former CIA analyst. Yeah, she probably <laughs> knows a rat when she sees one. Yeah, safe bet. Well, you know, uh, Representative Presley, who was uh, stuck in that mess, uh, she was locked in an office somewhere as those idiots were banging on the door outside. She says that the uh, panic buttons had been removed from her office. Well, uh, she's not alone either. Uh, many have since reported uh, the exact same issue. Yeah, it's really starting to look like an inside job, man. At least at least in part. Yeah, the uh, FBI has confirmed that social media activity has been a buzz for months ahead of uh, the storming of the Capitol. Months? Months, yeah. So, like, where were the cops... Well, for one thing, uh, once they were finally allowed to respond, uh, they were there promptly, uh, as were the National Guard. And and let me let me just let me just say this about this term "patriot" that you hear a lot from these uh, MAGA hat wearing folks. You want an example of patriots? Well, what about the scores of folks from the uh, National Guard there that were sleeping on the concrete floors of the Capitol Rotunda just days ahead of the inauguration in anticipation of some more funny business to come, all right? Well, and then later they get relegated to some uh, uh, extreme end of a parking complex, right? Oh, for sure, man. You know, I read that there was some uh, ass-dragging as it comes to getting uh, permission to both get the National Guard out there and uh, for even adding additional security? What the fuck, man? Well, you know, it just doesn't look good. Some Something at the top there is uh, a little corruptified, I think. Just saying. You know, on the surface, uh, it really does look like a coordinated effort 
to let this happen. Of course, you know, they always throw that uh, Jim Jones mass suicide thing up there as an example of group brainwashing. You know, that's that's really not a bad comparison, really, uh, because it's not really about religious ideology, although that's a powerful one. And uh, these folks, of course, often wrap themselves in a flag and the Bible and so forth. It's really an energy, though, that's uh, fueled. And then by creating, uh, sometimes out of whole cloth, as we know, you create an enemy or a lie and then uh, r- rallying the troops to uh, really believe it. And these folks have a, a predisposition to bite down hard on these uh, constructs. Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine following one of these toeheads, but... Uh... Well, but, you know, you're not a candidate for their group. Frankly, it's, it's likely to never really appeal to uh, anybody that uses critical thinking, right? Something, by the way, that seems to be missing from uh, most school curriculum these days, you know? Hey, uh, speaking of critical thinking and uh, accurate reporting. Yeah? You remember that guy they said was a former firefighter who was accused of throwing a fire extinguisher at a cop during that riot? Uh, yeah, and they, uh, they had some pretty good footage of that guy. Yeah, they got a great shot of some guy, but the guy they named as being the perp in that thing, turns out he's the wrong guy. The poor guy who they accused by name on a whole bunch of the uh, news services was actually in Chicago, shopping at a local grocery store at the time he was supposed to be braining that poor cop. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, naturally, this guy's phone starts to ring and his reputation is fucking smashed as a result of this mistaken ID rap. Turns out he is a retired firefighter but was in a totally different state at the time. Oh, my God. Can you say fact check? Man, this engine, as you call it, is in serious need of an overhaul. Yikes. Well, I I seriously hope there's some uh, restitution for that chap. That's, that's just plain wrong. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Oh, wow. Well, following along on uh, that uh, misinformation thing... You had one of our faves as usual. That's right. Senator Matt Gates from... Yeah. You have this nose clown stating... Oh, and very passionately, by the way. Oh, it was an Oscar-winning performance. Uh, he said that an outfit that develops facial recognition software identified several folks in the crowd as Antifa members. <laughs> well, first, Antifa isn't a group. Like the ass hatters or the pugly boys or whatever they are. No, it's not a group at all. But beyond that, the facial recognition company that Gates quoted replied with, uh, uh, sorry, no, actually we didn't. But we did identify a few folks who are known white supremacists, and here they are. <laughs> You know, I, I love how really sure he is about that. And it's a total fail. <laughs> well, you know what? They've had a barge load of that recently. Lost elections, lost court cases, lost majority in the Congress. And oh, oh, and uh, uh, one more capital storming uh, tidbit. 
More stupid? With a capital, stupid. So what you did there? Subtle? Too soon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, footage released by the uh, New Yorker showing the insurrection firsthand, um, shot by a uh, war correspondent, Luke Mogelson, who was there attending the rally on, of course, you know, journalistic duty, shot some remarkable footage. And in one instance, uh, this was amazing. He captures the uh, uh, folks who entered the Senate chamber. I think it was the Senate chamber. And uh, these uh, miscreants were shuffling through papers and seemingly looking for materials they could use as incriminating evidence in some way. Uh, Oh, good luck with that. (laughs) Well, at one point in the proceedings, they come across Ted Cruz's desk and uh, some guy says, hey, look, look what it says here. Objections to Arizona ballots. And he waits a bit and then he says, hey, he was going to sell us out from the start. And another chap in that uh, brainless mob says, no, that's objections to the ballot count, or words to that effect. It was quite clear that these two morons had absolutely no idea what was going on or what the process was. Except carrying guns and ripping shit up. (laughs) So it would seem. One of them uh, says to the group, um, you know, to be respectful of the surroundings and don't mess stuff up. Oh, the guy saying this? Yeah. He's the guy in full combat attire with a fistful of zip ties. <laughs> I don't know if he was there to do a little wire redressing or maybe take the trash out. Seems unlikely. And then some other guy says, yeah, it's what Ted would want. So, uh, hey, hey, what is this... Uh Brandenburg versus Ohio thing. All these idiots keep quoting this thing. Supposedly, uh, it shows that any meat bag in the world can incite a riot, and it's okay. Oh, well, yeah, again, they're full of poot. (laughs) Stripping the gears of the stupidity engine. Well, do tell, because I got nothing here. Well, this case they they all keep quoting refers to a uh, case in Ohio where uh, the argument was concerning whether inflammatory speech can be linked to incite violence, okay? So Ohio's Supreme Court said it can and will not be tolerated. Please go directly to jail. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court disagreed and uh, thereby overturned the thing known as the Brandenburg decision. Wait, what? Well, well, then they're... <laughs> well, here's, here's where it turned the corner, though, see. The Supreme Court said that it held that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless the speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. That's... The catch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that uh, that uh, Brandenburg guy, the one they love to quote, right? Yeah. He was a Klansman. Yeah. He was nabbed because of a speech he made containing, you know, the usual crap they spew and got nabbed for it. His words resulted in nothing, luckily, for him. <laughs> Orange guy and his minions? Not so lucky. Yeah, and uh, 
speaking of the uh, orange guy. Oh, uh, he's gone, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Cates, he's gone. And uh, so are a bunch of contracts in the city of New York. Mayor de Blasio announced the other day that uh, all contracts the city has with the Trump organization would be canceled at this time. (laughs) (laughs) So he's lost his social media megaphone. He gets booted out of office. His businesses are being hacked at the knees. And he's facing a fucking raft of lawsuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. And speaking of his uh, megaphone of spewage... Did you see that stat where it was uh, reported that uh, misinformation on many social media platforms has dropped 73% since he left? (laughs) Yeah, not surprised. When you have the commander in thief starting the noise to begin with, well, all his followers just goose step right along. And there is the obvious main piston in this engine of stupidity. Somebody of high profile, somebody with a cult of personality, as they once said, makes some kind of ridiculous inflammatory statement, most times repeatedly, right? optimum effect, and his supporters and some sleazy quasi-news organizations then pick up the chant and on we go towards a divine alternate reality. Hey, you know, I uh, I was thinking about what you were saying on the last show uh, about that whole censorship thing. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, you know, uh, the more I looked at these uh, social media sites... It seems that they all are talking out of both sides of their necks. And only now are showing uh, how, quote, you know, responsible they are. Well, yeah. And there's a couple of things going on, at least uh, as I see it. First, you've got the reality that for a uh, pretty long time, most of that uh, fringy speech thingy, that was kind of passively let through. To a large degree, I mean, yeah, it was irritating, but eh, whatever. Um, That was pre-weaponization. Then, when it became clear that the, quote, free speech of some was beginning to impact the platform's revenue base, the moral high ground was taken, which, of course, is perfectly lame and disingenuous. What I've said from the start is you can't have it both ways. You can't be a beacon of free speech and then isolate certain undesirable content. I don't care how ugly it is. You either are or are not a platform of free speech. That means all speech. I don't, look, I don't blame the uh, companies entirely. Well, well, some are just insects passing as humans. That guy. The fact that these platforms are privately held companies and have uh, clearly stated, you know, in their uh, guidelines for submissions, that, that just means that the person who is signing on and agreeing to that set of rules really has nothing to complain about if uh, they're shut out. Really, 
for any reason. Or those influencers who make six figures a year from talking about their meatloaf recipe or how to put on pants. And then suddenly, they're now making 11 cents a year. Yeah. No actual reason or recourse. Now, if you have a contract stating you're to receive big bucks into perpetuity or until your cat dies, you're just simply SOL. And on the other hand... Uh, Right, and on the other hand, if somebody truly makes a platform for free expression, well, that's going to be a pangolin of an entirely different color. Of course you'll get a bunch of stuff submitted to that platform that might be considered a wee too radical for uh, some tastes, including, but not limited to, (laughs) QAnon stuff, reptiles and human skin, flat earthers, and everything in between. Then leave the site. Exactly. All I'm saying is it can't really be that we have this double standard perception Right? We really don't, but it looks that way. The companies need to be really clear about the code of ethics uh, that, they, uh, that they have. And they do have the right. It's their platform, not the users. They all scream about their First Amendment rights. <laughs> Here's the deal. The First Amendment does not apply to privately held companies. This is a horrible misconception. Only governmental situations, federal mostly, but some states uh, have spins on it, like the aforementioned Ohio Supreme Court thing, where they had a, a, a quite a rigid law regarding what constitutes inciting a riot. <laughs> have you seen that video of those uh, two folks trying to get into Trader Joe's? I think it was in Florida. <laughs> yeah, of course. And you know what? That manager of that Trader Joe's deserves a medal. In, in case you haven't seen this, Uh, Friends, there's two folks who are uh, arguing badly with a store manager about not being allowed into the store because they aren't wearing masks. And it's a store policy to wear masks if you're going to shop in their store. Their first uh, week excuse is, I have a medical condition. Well, that's the default position for most of these Karens. When that doesn't work, it's, you're restricting my access to accommodations. (laughs) Well, like my other fave, the First Amendment blather, it's a private company. They do not have to grant you access at all, particularly in view of a pandemic, which you may or may not believe is real. And you know what? The same would be absolutely true about trying to shop in their store naked. Or on fire. Indeed. Now, some places might be keen on that, okay? But for the most part, no, not getting in. How about those stinky bars down there, you know, in that area down there, in that area? No shirt, no shoes, no service, okay? Don't hear many folks yelling about their First Amendment rights on that one. You do, however, have the right to be as butt-stupid as you want to be. And, in many cases, I have the right to punch you in the face. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that that might be stretching it a bit, but uh, you get the picture. As usual, buyer beware. 
and beware of buyer. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad we got through the inauguration. Now maybe we can get some stuff actually done around here, or undone, as the case may be. Yeah, President Biden is uh, hitting the ground running, it would appear, and uh, may the winds always be to his back. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't want to blow the guy into a culvert or anything, you know, he isn't exactly young. Well, no, Uh, and, and one should always be mindful of blustery hot air, especially from Washington, you know. And with that, friends, we'll uh, take our assortment of oil-stained bricks and tire irons and slide back into the manifold. Thanks, as usual, to the always-ready-for-a-lube job, (laughs) the Viceroy of Volume, Milk Canes, for technical assistance and so forth. My pleasure, as always, and uh, best of luck. To the new President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, you two are going to need it. I second that motion. And uh, thanks as well to you, friends, for uh, pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And please, if you uh, have not already done so, kindly subscribe to this uh, humble program wherever you may have found it. Be it Apple Podcasts or Google or Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or the very unsug themselves at onsug.com. We do so appreciate that sincerely. And I have been your president of the Naugahyde Preservation Society, host Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse box.